Hello, friends and Make Believe Heroes fans. Thank you for checking in today for this very special episode. As you may have noticed, we are coming up on Halloween very quickly. And as is our tradition, we have put together something special for this spooky, spooky, spooky season. Last year for uh, the Halloween season, we produced exclusively for our MBH Plays patrons two episodes of Call of Cthulhu ran by our very own Alan Boone. And as is also our tradition, we are now releasing those episodes to the public as a very special Halloween spooky time for 2021. Let me go ahead and give you a small warning up front. This is extra spooky. Uh, there is some disturbing imagery. It's still clean, as is our our uh, motto with this show. But it is maybe a little too spooky for some kids uh, under a certain age. We'll leave that to your discretion. I know everybody's sort of ceiling for those sort of things is different. Um, but it does get pretty creepy. It has some disturbing things. Uh, gore isn't necessarily the right word, but I would say gore-adjacent stuff here and there, so just keep that in mind. It is a spooky, horror-themed Halloween special of Call of Cthulhu. Uh, Let me also just say thank you all so much for your patience um, as we are taking a short break. I believe we are getting closer to getting back into the swing of things. Um, We appreciate all the thoughts and prayers and the kind messages that we've received. And we uh, hope that you'll continue to be patient with us as we get ready to return in full swing for Season 4 as soon as we can. Uh, But without further ado, here is the first episode. You'll get the second one next week before Halloween of Call of Cthulhu. So what do we do now? (laughs) (laughs) Should I take it away? or Okay. Hi, and this is a podcast where we scare people ourselves and then drive home at night This is the annual spooky episode of Make Believe Heroes, mm. in which we play something that's not D&D, except maybe someday we'll play D&D spooky, I don't know, Strahd or something. But this time we're playing Call of Cthulhu. Last time we played Monster of the Week, but this time mm. we're playing Monster of the Year. Oh. <laughs> Cthulhu. And something, something about we live in a thing of madness and placid, and we weren't meant to venture far. There's a quote. It's it's everywhere with Cthulhu, but I don't know it, and I didn't pull it up. (laughs) Well, thank you for paraphrasing. (laughs) The oldest and strongest emotion of mankind is fear. That's it. I want to make up a quote. H.P. Lovecraft. Yeah. Don't look under your bed. Uh, Okay. That's my quote. Okay. Oh, this is going to be good. I can already tell. Before we get started, I'm going to roll these giant D10s, except they're normal sized and green and not blue. Oh. You can imagine. That's an 87, which is not great. That's not great. So it's good for us? Yeah. I think it's good for us. I don't know. I think it's good for us. All right. We're going to take the win. All right. Yeah. So, Call of Cthulhu. Has anybody played this before? Nope. 
Nope. Nope. Me either. Oh, wow. I own all the books, though. <clears throat> oh, oh that's good. Was that new or? I we've had them for about five months now, but have I looked at them? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Call of Cthulhu. Let's go around the table and say our characters' names and their professions. Okay. So, starting out, I am Alan Boone. I will be your keeper of arcane lore this evening. It's like a dungeon master, but fancier, apparently. At least in title. Hmm. And then, returning, we have Paul Shirley, now in the seat of the player. Yes, I'm Paul, and I will be playing William Greenwald, professor from Oxford. Beside Paul, another mainstay. Hello, I am Felicia, and I... (laughs) I will be playing Marion Lacey, a journalist. Awesome. And we have two Two. new faces, or new voices, I should say, uh, starting with Jams. My name is Jamie Simborn. (laughs) I will be playing Lily Clearwater, and she is a police detective. And in addition, we have Sarah Peach. Uh, Yes, I'm Sarah, and I'm playing Rachel, and she is a perfectly legitimate business person. Also known as a criminal slash mobster. Oh. Oh, wow. Sounds legit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's just charge right in to set the stage. You were all given a letter from a postal courier, hand-delivered. And this letter said, come to this place at this time. And it's nighttime. And it's a scary place. You all arrive at roughly the same time. It's a mansion out in the countryside near Arkham, Massachusetts. And it's on a hill. There's woods around it. As you look at it, it's a nice clear night, but somehow there's lightning. Just once. Oh. And then you you all sort of arrive separately, but around the same time. And you're ushered in to the foyer. And from there, you're taken by a rather large man, perhaps one of the largest men you've ever seen. He is tall. He is also broad-shouldered, of heavy build. He looks, if you've seen the Adams Family, kind of like a lurch. Okay. Or perhaps a, uh, you know, like that, what's that guy from James Bond with the, the big forehead? Uh, big forehead man? Yes, that's him. Uh <laughs> And he is of pallid skin. He has a big forehead, kind of a flat top to his head. He has a very flat expression. Everything about him is pretty flat. Does he have, like, bolts coming out the side of his neck? No. Well, actually do a spot hidden. (laughs) Oh, wait, for real? Uh, Uh, No. Okay, Uh, No no bolts. Okay, that's good. But he is is very tall. He is very uh, strong-looking, very stiff-looking. And somehow, despite his size being larger than perhaps any man you've ever seen, his suit still seems too big for him. Mm. It's weird. He just doesn't seem to wear it very well. Okay. Anyway, he he ushers each of you from the foyer into a back room. And you, not really a back room, but a room further in. Okay. And when you walk in, it's a study. There Mm. are... Books on on shelves. Oh my! Not a ton of books, but there are some books. Okay. There's a fireplace. There is a desk in the center, and a chair turned around facing the back wall. Ah. 
And once you're all in, the chair swivels around. Mm. And a man of much slighter build, wearing a fancy sports jacket, hold in a one of those like uh, not an ascot, but like an ascot thing that's right here, made out of silk or whatever. Okay. And he's holding a pipe. Oh. He takes a quick toke on the pipe, puffs a little smoke, mm-hmm. and then says, "Gentlemen and women, you might be wondering why I've called you here today." It did cross my mind once or twice. Marion takes her camera out and takes a picture of the guy. <laughs> Is it one that develops quickly? They don't have those yet, do they? No, no, no. no. It's no. just like... Okay. Yeah. Well, for future reference, there's creepy stuff in the picture whenever you develop it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll remember that. Uh, goodness. You'll find that out later. Yeah, later. Yeah. When they mail it to you or whatever. However, cameras work. Or however they worked, yeah. I don't know. He kind of recoils at the flash and says, Oh, I guess that is why I called you here. Uh, Miriam? Or Marion? Marion. Yes. Marion, yes. Please, take take all the photos you, you need just before. Let's, let's give a little background. Each of you has a set of skills, a set of backgrounds, a set of character traits that I think is needful for this. And he kind of looks out the window takes a draw on his pipe Hmm. and then says most dreadful of nights oh good (laughs) he just lets it hang in the air for a minute Marion crosses her arms and takes a defensive stance like she's ready for a hit Mm. wait (laughs) what's her name her name is Marion is your name Miriam oh sorry I said did I say Rachel I meant Rachel Okay, Rachel. Rachel. Identity crisis. (laughs) I was like, if her name's Miriam and I'm Marion, this is going to get confusing. This is Miriam and (laughs) Marion. So the the fellow there, he says, I am Baron von Baronson, but you may call me the Baron. Baron von Baronson. Baron. Some of y'all can make a psychology check, I believe, was what this would be. Okay. Anyone's got some psychology. skill in Psychology. I'm, I'm doing that. I got something. So I have a 50 and I rolled a 1. What? That's, that's what you call a... Uh, I forget what they call it, but basically that's a uh, critical hit. Oh my. I rolled a 1 too. What? What? Okay, oh my God. when the real stuff shows up, we're all dead. This yeah, is I run a 67, so I failed. <laughs> yeah, I fail mine. We're going to die. <laughs> so we got two extreme successes and two fails. Okay. And so both of y'all realize Baron Von Berenson seems like a fake name. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel's like, oh yeah, Baron Von Berenson, I've heard of you. Yeah. Sounds a little he says, please, call me the Baron. Ah, yes, of the of the von Berenson family. I've, actually, you know, I'm quite familiar with Barons, but I don't think I've ever heard of the von Berenson. So are you the son of a Baron, or what exactly does that mean? I'm just the Baron. I, I have no lineage of Barons. I can, uh... My, my heritage is of small importance compared to the matters of great import for which I called you here this evening. Oh, I see. Ah, uh, 
you see this. I am visiting from Europe. Uh, and he doesn't have an accent. He just sounds like he's from the area. Of course. It says, I'm visiting from Europe hmm. to find my uncle's estate here with my uncle missing. Hmm. I see. Oh, that's real sad. <laughs> Marianne's writing all this down because she like totally believes him. She's just writing it down in her little notebook. Yes, yes. My uh, my uncle, he is. Uh, he was getting aged, and I was here to curry favor so that I might find my place among his will and testament, but also because I love my uncle. We had many quaint evenings by the fire where he regaled me with tales of dread and horror. I mean, joy and jubilations, and yes, so... I come to visit for one last time before I head back to Europe. For sure, I do not expect that he would survive for another visit. But it seems his departure may have been premature, for I arrived here and that my uncle's butler, and he gestures toward the very large flat-headed man. Lurch over here. Yeah, Lurch. He says, uh, my butler... My uncle's butler said that he's not in and he hasn't seen him, but that he heard noises last night. Oh, you think somebody knocked him off? <laughs> well, I'm not quite sure. You suspect foul play, maybe? <laughs> I, I, perhaps. Well, that's quite a jump of conclusion, wouldn't you say? I mean, perhaps he is simply lost within this large estate. I'm, I've heard of such things occurring, especially with the aged men. And I do know something of aging myself, and the memory is not quite what it was. Make a memory check. I'm kidding. He says, quite, quite. I, I am hoping it's more of the latter and not the former, but we cannot rule out foul play. My goodness. You know, Arkham, as with all of this country, is a wretched hive of scum and villainy, full of bootleggers. Whoa, whoa, whoa. There's no bootleggers here. I don't know what you're talking about, all right? Everybody here is a perfectly legitimate <laughs> business person. Of course. Certainly, certainly, yes. I mean, this country was built on perfectly legitimate business persons. Like yourself, hmm. she winks. Yes, I, I have many businesses of the legitimate variety. And your butler, uh. he's not a bodyguard, right? Winks again. <laughs> uh, he's he's not my bodyguard. He, he served in such capacity for my uncle. Right. Before his disappearance, and then he, he his eye kind of twitches. He tries to wink, but he just can't. <laughs> so um, while uh, while Rachel has the eye of Mr. Von Berenson, uh, can I roll library to kind of scan the books and see if there's anything that would catch my eye? Yeah, roll library to scan the books and see if there's anything that could okay. catch your eye. So I have a 70, and I rolled a 62. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's a normal success. Whenever you scan the books, you notice several titles in Latin. Mm. You notice a lot of titles that are rather arcane, and you've never even heard of some of these, which is surprising given your position of professor. Yes. And you also notice that there are some in languages that don't seem quite within your kin. My repertoire. I'm actually quite proficient in Latin, but so hmm, it's definitely some interesting, some interesting tomes is what you're trying to say. Yes, indeed. Making a cult check. I see you have that skill. Just a little. 
It's you're oh, in wow, a cult. It's actually not bad. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's just from studies. It's a it's a personal hobby of mine. Oh, I don't think I got it. Nope, I got a forty nine, and my skill is a forty nine times. You accidentally summon. I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> 49 was the number. You don't recognize any specific occult tomes. You just notice that the Latin seems kind of sus, as the kids say these days. (laughs) Okay, so I'm suspicious that perhaps the owner of this small library was dabbling in things of the occult. Perhaps. Perhaps. I put that in my pocket. Yeah, you don't know. You just, you kind of have that, you have that little, that little, uh, Call, call a vote. I think. I think uh, the the Baron's uncle is being sus. That's what you're. Thinking. So, Mister uh, Baronson, what what exactly was your poor uncle's name? The one for which I assume we are supposed to be searching. Oh, his name. Uh, his eyes kind of wander and glaze over just a little bit for a minute. Okay. I always called him Uncle. I do oh. suppose he had a name. Oh, sure, sure. I'm... So what you're saying is his name's Uncle? <laughs> Let, let's <laughs> call him I'm... Uncle. This is my Uncle. <laughs> uncle it is. Un- uncle Berenson. And these go. are his books. This is his study, originally. Oh, this is my uh, guest study. No, oh. this is his study, of okay. course. All right. Hmm. Interesting. Although I am borrowing it for this introduction. It seemed appropriate. I mean, he's not here to stop you. That's true. <laughs> Zing. <laughs> Zing. <laughs> he, uh, he's hopefully here somewhere on the estate, as someone pointed out. I don't remember faces or names or voices. Uh, hmm. You know, I'm a baron. The baron. Right. You only remember bank accounts. Yeah, especially in Swiss town, wherever that is. It's somewhere in Europe. Swiss I've been there. Town. Of course, I can tell, yes. Oh, yeah, I've been to Swiss town. Nice place. <laughs> Indubitably. Indubitably. They have good cheese. Very holy. They they worship their cheese. cheese is great. It's so good. <laughs> <It's so good. laughs> he kind of reaches into his pocket mm. and pulls out some tobacco and refills his pipe and has the little thing where you like stuff it down in there and then lights it again. I've, I've never used a pipe. I think that's how it works. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. And then starts smoking anew. And this time the, the you, you, it smells faintly of cherry, like the wood. Well, the butler here, uh, he said that he heard some noises not not screams not altercations just some noises and that has me concerned for my uncle and i called you each here to investigate so you professor Mm. my uncle was quite knowledgeable in matters of arcane lore and i thought perhaps you could investigate to see how what he was researching. So he, he had a library and a laboratory. He has. He has a library and a laboratory here that he spent m- many much times in. Many much times. In times prior. And as you'll see, the laboratory itself has some curiosities there. The butler can show you. And yes, William. Bill? William. William. Professor William, Bill. Yes, William. Please. William. <laughs> 
<laughs> Marion, you're a journalist, so whatever whatever ins- insanity has occurred here, I want it captured so the world knows that you, and of course, you know, the Baron, the Baronson, needs to have, uh, be shown in the, the best of light. So I, I trust you will accurately show what occurred here in the end, and also your investigative skills would come in handy as we try to find my uncle. Candy, you have some <laughs> experience Rachel. with er, Rachel. Rachel. <laughs> he, he suddenly says, well, Rachel. I'm over here. <laughs> where, where is she? There, where's Rachel? Uh, oh my gosh. <laughs> where's the detonator? <laughs> He, he looks around and he says, uh, where's Rachel? Rachel, okay, yes. <laughs> you have some experience in legitimate businesses. And oh, yeah, I got connections. Just in case this is a business matter, I thought someone with some skills and knowledge in connections would be helpful. Plus, should things come to it, we need someone who can give them the skibbity bops, you know, just... The old Skip one, too, if necessary. Oh, yeah, yeah. You don't have to worry about that. I know my way around a box, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, of, of course, of course. Uh, and then Lily. Goodness. The detective Lily. Should we need protection or should we need the involvement of the law? Of course, in your investigative skills as well. I have invited each of you here upon recommendation from my sources. If there's a story, we're going to get it. <laughs> ah, that, see, I, I knew I could count on you. My, my sources have each of you coming highly recommended. Uh, unfortunately, I have urgent business matters to attend to in... Of course, of course. ...the town nearby of Innsmouth. Uh-huh. So I will be spending the evening there. Uh, something fishy is happening in Innsmouth mm. that I must attend to. But I will leave you here with the butler, and he can show you to where you need to be. You have full reign of the mansion. If a door is locked, ask the butler. If it's available, he will unlock it. If not, then, well, it's not my place. Feel free to bust in any doors. Just be careful. Old family heirlooms, you see. And you're sure that your uncle won't mind if we go breaking down his doors? Oh, he'd probably mind, unless he is bound and gagged behind one of the doors, in which case he would be quite happy you broke through. Hopefully he's not, though. Hopefully he's just wandering the estates. Hopefully, yes. And he's uh, found well, and that smoldering crater in the lab has nothing to do. But the butler will show you that. Anyway. (laughs) Well, I suppose we should get to it, shouldn't we? Miss uh, Lily, you are the investigative expert in this group, I suppose. Would you like to take the lead? Sure. So, we should probably just start checking all the doors and rooms and seeing what's around. Get our bearings around the area. Sure, sure. It's, it sounds like perhaps there's something of interest in this laboratory yes. that apparently has a crater in the middle of it. That, um, he glazed over that like it was nothing. Maybe we should go yes. check there first. Yes. Well, good day to you, uh, Sir Von son, And, um... Hopefully we'll find your Mr. Uncle in good health. Quite, quite. He just dumps the ashes out of his pipe on the floor and and then uh, puts the pipe in his uh, breast pocket mm-hmm. 
and then strolls off toward the foyer. Lily goes up to the butler and asks him to take us to where this crater is. (laughs) (laughs) The The butler says with a very flat monotone, of course. And then he spins slowly <laughs> and sort of lumbers. You go into a sort of ornate entryway that you pass through on the way to the study and up a set of stairs, down a long hallway, and into a room that is very large, larger than you would expect on this side of the house. It has... Uh, various tables with test tubes and Bunsen burners, jars full filled with substances, hmm. and sometimes the substances have things floating in them. Of course, these things look very odd. They look very uh, anatomical, but some of them look alien. Hmm. But of course, if you if you don't have experience in biology, that might not it's easy to dismiss as oh is that a spleen? I heard we have a spleen. What's a spleen? Uh, <laughs> nobody knows what a spleen looks like. And then the butler gestures towards a corner where there is a uh, scorch mark, and the floor kind of dips down, maybe about a half inch. So, crater might have been an overstatement, but there was certainly something happened there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rachel's going around and, like, tapping the weird test tubes, <laughs> peering at the stuff. Yeah, Marion is running around taking pictures of the everything. She's just going crazy, writing stuff down, whatever. Okay. So, as you tap the test tubes, each one rings out with a little bit of a little, like a... Kind of like those crystals whenever you do the roll your finger on the outside like that. Mm -hmm. And as you're taking pictures, you don't know it yet, but there's spooky stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if there's a story, Marion's going to get it. Any picture you take in this mansion, there's going to be spooky stuff. Better be. So so what else? What what are are y'all doing here? (laughs) I'd like to roll a spot hidden. See if there's anything maybe that we're missing. Roll a spot hidden. Okay, I rolled a 10 out of 45. Wow. All the hidden stuff just pops out. No. Oh. <laughs> oh. So, were you looking at a, Were you just kind of glancing around in general, or were you looking at something specific? So, uh, I'm looking for. So, there was obviously some sort of what seems to have been some sort of like an explosion, maybe, right? Yeah. So I'm kind of looking around the room to see if there's anything outside of it that might have been part of something or pieces of something that might show what caused the explosion or if something was exploded, you know, something was harmed and chunks thrown around the room or anything like that. Yeah, so underneath one of the tables, okay, you find what looks to be a little relic. It looks like a statue in the shape of a tentacle. But it's broken off, and it's singed, and it looks like it was thrown across the room and rolled under the table. Do you pick it up? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to, but now I'm concerned. I pull a handkerchief from my pocket and gingerly lift it to observe it. 
It bites you. I'm just oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you gingerly pick it up and examine it. Mm-hmm. And it looks to be made out of wood. Carved. Oh. And every time you kind of hold it and look around, you swear it moves. It writhes. But every time you look at it and examine it, it seems in the same position it was before. So you think it's just... In my head? You don't know what's going on there. You, you just kind of like, uh, whatever, my mind's playing tricks on me. So could I make an occult check to see if if, if this rings any bells or I had any memory of, of rituals involving wood carvings of something like this? Yeah, I'm making a cult check. That's not good. I didn't I didn't get it. I rolled a 69 out of 40. Yeah, that's a fail. Yeah, uh, so it bites you for real. Oh! <laughs> uh, you, don't, you don't recognize any tentacle cults. Nothing. Okay, so I want to show it to the others. I, I found something of, of interest here. There seems to be a sort of wooden carved tentacle. Perhaps it was a... Um, I don't know. Could it have been a trinket or... Uh, d- does this look familiar to any of you? Doesn't look familiar to me at all. Uh, I don't know what that is. It looks weird. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Marion walks up. Hey, Professor, can you, can you, I keep doing different acts. I'm just going to do something crazy, okay? Hey, Professor, can you, can you hold that up real quick? I'm going to take a quick, quick bit. I hold it up. A little bit more in the light. Yeah. Uh, yes. Um, is this is this and, is this and good? And she's just is, like on the this? ground holding. No, in your palm. Um, it, it, I'd, no. r- I'd rather Can you not. put it on your shoulder? <laughs> I don't think we need to pose with photos with it. Something seems off about Listen, it. Listen, if there's a story here, we're gonna get it, and right. I am going to put it together. Okay. Well, just take the picture, please. So she's just taking pictures. Okay. She's just being obnoxious. Rachel, like, kind of turns her head so she's not in the picture. <laughs> Of course. <laughs> Held something in front of her. Yes, but the evil spirit um, hovering behind her is in the picture. We just won't know till later. Oh, yes. No. I can try to roll history something on it. Yeah, make a something something check. I'm going to do a something something. You know, something something. Well, something something. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, my thing's a 40. I got a 47. That's how this is going to okay. go. Yep. It's mm. a fail. You, you forget... <laughs> where you even are and what has happened in the last no you just don't recognize this thing from history you're like oh it's like an octopus or a squid or something when she takes the picture you hold it up and you really feel like it moved for real that time so uh make a dex check that's what i was gonna say am i dropping it Uh, maybe it's a 28 out of 40 Woo. Okay, so you managed to hold on to it. Okay. Whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, well, we'll, we'll find out. You, as you're taking the picture and it moves, you see Williams go, Oh, good, goodness, did did you see that? Did any of you just see that? What? I, I don't know. See what? This this thing, it just moved. It, it nearly jumped right out of my hands. Did it? It's a piece of wood, dude. You feeling all right? Yes, I'm. Yeah. Would you like to hold it? Uh, no, no, thanks. I, uh, you know, I think I'm okay. Uh, I think I'm good. Thanks. Oh, but you have such bravado. Are you sure you wouldn't like to hold it? Oh, you know, I just... It's simply a piece of wood. Uh, yeah, you're right. It's, uh, but you know, I, uh, <coughs> I'm not feeling good, uh, today. And, uh, you know, I don't want you to get my germs. Yes, of course. That's what it is. No, yes, I understand. I understand. Detective Lily. Yes. Would you like to observe this piece of evidence? Sure. 
He walks over and he sits it down on like the table inside the napkin, inside the, the, the um, handkerchief that he has for her to look at, do as she wants with it. She picks it up by the hand- with the handkerchief and examines it. Okay. Okay. Make an occult check. Oh, that's not going to be good at all. I'm going to know nothing. 21. Next to it, I only have five, so. Okay. Ah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, you don't notice anything occultish. You don't notice anything out of the ordinary. It doesn't even really seem spooky to you because it's, to you, like, your mind thinks, oh, nautical. Yeah. So he, you go, oh, yeah, it's, uh, it looks like some sort of fishing thing or something like that. Was he a fisher? That, that's just what pops into your mind from examining and pondering. Uh, and it never moves. You never feel it move. I think it's just some wooden trinket. I mean, I don't see anything special about it. <laughs> All right. Well, that's a relief. <laughs> yes, I'm so relieved. Uh, I, I have to say that our Von Berenson has informed us that his Mr. Uncle... <laughs> by the way, can we all just agree that this is a sham? First of all. It has to be. Wait, what? All right, thank you. Uh, Marion goes back in her notes and like... She's making notes. Like, what? We don't know his name. He just goes by uncle. I don't mean... That's a good point. We didn't even get this guy's real name. Perhaps there would be something in the house we'll come across with his name. People of this level of wealth. Mm -hmm. They tend to enjoy plastering their names across things. Yes, they do. Hey, you guys, you guys. And she kind of like huddles in and looks over her shoulder. So make sure mm. Lurch is kind of far out. Mm. I thought you were sick. Why are we getting close together? Oh, <laughs> yeah, listen. I know who did it. It's the butler. It's always the butler. All right. What we should do is we should talk to him. Find out some more information. Yes. Why don't you talk to him? See if you can gather any information. Oh, yeah. I'm good. At, I'm good at talking to people. All right, I can tell. <laughs> you have a certain charisma, if I could say. Yeah, yes. Yeah. I'm real Rachel. good with people, you know? Kind of like yes, pulls I... on her suspenders. Yeah, you know? Good with folks, you know? Yes, see what you can ascertain from the butler. Uh, perhaps we could find a... This seems to be a carving. Uh, maybe there's a drawing somewhere nearby or another piece of this. At least it's the most we have to go on right now. Yeah, you guys investigate the wood. I'll go talk to the butler. Marion's going to follow uh, Rachel. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you, okay. you probably want to chronicle that conversation. Yes, definitely. <laughs> so the butler's been standing dutifully by the door this whole time. Okay. Just flat stare, almost no motion. Like, you, you could have swore he's moved less than that tentacle thing. <laughs> I would. Yeah, you would. So... Uh, yeah, he's just kind of standing there. Hey, alert. Hey, how you doing? Uh, you ever do any boxing? And she does does a little, like, fake punch to his gut just to see, kind of, like, feel him out a bit. He doesn't move. You're not sure if he has reflexes. (laughs) Oh, dear God. (laughs) He says, uh, um, boxing, uh, no. I mean, you're a big guy. You do really well, I know. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, this is going great. <laughs> so, uh, she kind of, like, looks over at Marion. So, uh, mm-hmm. listen, listen, uh, how long you been working for, uh, you know, the uncle? <laughs> the uncle. Long, long time. 
or since I can remember. Do you do you know what happened? Like uh, you heard some weird noises. Yes, I heard noise. I was downstairs tending to my duties, and I heard a noise like. And then you hear him. He opens his mouth, and he doesn't move his mouth at this point. He's just kind of opening it, and it goes. <laughs> I turn from whatever the heck I'm doing and just look. What was that? Uh, so we're at Marion. That, uh, that's a weird noise, right, Marion? I never heard nothing like that before. Uh, so, uh... That was an approximation. How, how do you spell that? She's writing it down in her notes. Lots of consonants, no vowels. Yes, of course. And she just kind of steps of back, like, just keeping an eye on him, still writing stuff down. Can I roll another spot hidden while they're doing that? Yeah. Uh, nope. I got a 55 out of 45. Uh, you go blind. <laughs> uh, you, don't, you don't find anything. And he says... I rushed as quickly as I could and found the crater. So, like, that noise came from here? It came from upstairs, and I knew that's where Uncle was. Huh, huh. Okay, listen. So this guy thinks his name is Uncle, too? Like, is that what's happening here? (laughs) Maybe Uncle stands for something. Yeah, it's an... Like, umbrella. Mm, That's not... We don't need to. We don't need to work that out. (laughs) Um, Like the first thing, umbrella. Umbrella. Nice unicorn. (laughs) Uh, so Lurch, uh, listen. Uh, you got any telephones in this house? Cause I got a few calls to make. You think you can bring me one? Just kind of leave. Go get the telephone. Bring it back over here, and I'll. uh, I got it. Got to make the calls. Okay. We have a telephone room, but. The cord does not reach to the lab. Ah. Uh. Okay, so uh, somebody's got to come with me if I'm going to make phone calls. I'm not going by myself with this guy, all right? I mean, we don't know about this. (laughs) Okay. Take a deep breath, Marion. You're dead. So, uh, don't worry, Rachel. I'll go go with you. Uh, I'm just, you know, Professor... Oh, yes. You can hear her voice cry like she's freaking out. <laughs> uh, we're gonna we're gonna go to the telephone room. Oh, I see, I see. Um, you you oh, can right. go if you would like. Uh, well, I, I believe uh, Detective Lily and I are still investigating this area, but okay. uh, we'll catch up with you. Or, no, perhaps you should just come back as soon as you're finished, since we don't know where that is. Okay. Yes. I don't need to be getting lost in this house. <laughs> no, I don't think that'd be good for anyone. So I start walking with Rachel. I hope we make it back alive. Okay. So has Lily found anything? Um. In her investigations. That's yeah, roll a spot, spot hidden. hidden. Um. Lily has found nothing. <laughs> that was a sixty-five. <laughs> oh no! Oop, I should have taken a better spot hidden. Right. Same. What's 25. your score? Mine's only thirty. <laughs> oh no! As you are. Looking and poking around, you do notice some notebooks on a table. Lily starts flipping through them. You did. Okay. So you notice diagrams, including one that shows a creature, squid-like, that 
could match the uh, the little carving that was found oh, earlier. Dear God. Hey, Professor, come check this out. Well, certainly, certainly. I step across and take a look at the notebook. I pull out my spectacles. You notice that the sketch is done really well. It, it looks like a professional sketchist, sketchy person. I see. Uh, drew it, and beneath it are some like weird symbols, and it looks almost like an equation, but maybe not. But it doesn't use like the standard Greek letters. You don't see like any pies or omicrons or omegas or yodas or anything like that. So, could I use like? Can you make like an education roll? When would you make an education roll? Education is for if you know things. Usually, it's more specific, like education language, or something like that. But you can make a general education check to see if you know something general. Or maybe like if I could kind of piece together the equations a little bit, you know, you know, something like that. Uh, I think that would probably be intelligence. Okay. Okay. E- education is more. I know this from studies, and intelligence is more like I can figure things out. Okay, all right. So I'm making. Are you so, going to do that? Yeah, I'm making a roll, and it's for intelligence. You think? You say intelligence. I think. Okay. Lily will also be trying to figure it out. Well, okay, it's not good. So I got an 87 out of 70. Uh, That's okay. I got a I got mm. a 96. So out of 70. <laughs> oh man, we rolled terrible. Uh, <laughs> our our rolls are terrible. We got those ones earlier, and we're done. <laughs> yeah, I told you it's for the cursed name. us. We got it for yeah. the name. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, you're you're both rather baffled. Okay. At this this these equations, these diagrams, these drawings, these sketches. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you're kind of sifting through these this notebook, and there's some loose papers in them. There's some bound papers it's kind of it's kind of a mess it seems very disorganized and Hmm. difficult to really follow like even you know especially you professor coming from an academic background Hmm. you're thinking my colleagues would be would be laughed out of town if they if they maintained a lab like this and notes like this yeah i don't like that i don't like that at all (laughs) You, you do notice a signature on one of the sketches and the signature says Uncle Berenson. Are you kidding me? Oh my gosh. It says <laughs> Uncle Berenson on it. It does. I'm starting to get convinced that Uncle's is his actual first name. What do you name want to name your child? Uncle Berenson. Uncle Berenson. Great. My good Do you see the signature, Lily? <laughs> I do, and I'm dumbfounded. I believe this man's name might actually be Uncle Berenson. I'm convinced at this point. Perhaps. I just don't know what to say. I'm, I'm, I'm baffled. What an odd family. Well, this is all quite disturbing. I'm, I'm not sure what to think of of much of this, but perhaps we should take it with us. Yes, uh, I agree with that. I do hope that um, that Rachel and and Marion make their way back post haste. Transition scene. <laughs> Fade in. <laughs> uh, y'all are walking down a hallway following the butler who is sort of just lumbering as he do so rachel is like hanging back with marion she's got her hand in her jacket you don't see what she's touching but it's a revolver (laughs) marion's Marion's taking pictures but she's really close to rachel like but she's taking pictures just randomly you'll just hear a (laughs) 
you you pass some uh, decor, some paintings, some little little hallway tables with flowers on them. Everything seems kind of you know normal for or what you expect to be normal for a mansion. And he stops in front of a, a door and says, "In here." As he opens it. Oh, all right. Thank, thank you, Lurch. Thanks a lot. She kind of like, you know, shuffles around him, so she's always facing him. <laughs> Don't touch him. <laughs> she backs uh. into the room. <laughs> Marion does that too, but as she's going by him, she takes a picture really close at him, <laughs> like right up in his right face, in his face. Like, <laughs> and walks in there. It's spooky. <laughs> That's gonna be a good one. As you go in, he says, "It's kind of cramped." So I'll stay out here, holler if you need me. Oh, that's a good idea, Lurch. Yeah, you do that. Thank you. As you go into the room, uh, <laughs> he closes the door behind you. Oh, no. It's a, it's a very small room. There is a single chair, fancy chair, comfy looking chair. And beside it is a table. And on that table is a phone, one of those old timey phones. Like, hmm. uh, it's got like the, the, the little stick kind of up and down and then it's got the little like cone looking thing on the top Your of the stick. Piece. And, uh, yeah, you, uh, you see that and that's, that's pretty much the only thing in the room. There's like a little directory near that. That's got like, like a, just a little sheet of paper with some notes calligraphied on it about like who, who's extensions or what i think i don't know how these old phones work <laughs> and uh yeah that's pretty much what's in the room so uh rachel kind of like goes beside the phone but she's watching the door she uh picks it up she says okay mary i'm just gonna give a call to my uncle he he knows a lot of stuff that goes on in this town all right so many uncles is uh is his name also uncle uh <laughs> no but you know that's what i call him oh, oh okay all right, yeah. I'm going to call him now. You just, you know, like, uh, if Lurch comes through that door, you just let me know, all right? If, I, if I'm if i distracted, all right? Okay. You're acting pretty sus. <laughs> I don't like that guy, you know. I think he did it. He's weird. What kind of noise was that that came out of his mouth? He didn't even move his lips. That's a good question. No, it was it was super creepy, and uh, I don't like it. Yeah, I don't like it. I think this is a little bit above what I am, uh, you know, skilled for. Well, you're doing all right. You got that picture thing going. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to be able to develop them because I have to be by myself. <laughs> That's not going to happen. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. So, in a dark room. In yes. a dark room. Red. <laughs> Red. Dark room. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe they got our dark room here. We could do it here. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Anyways, yeah, that's a good you plan. Call, sure. call your uncle. Let's pick a dark red room in this terrifying mansion. <laughs> Reveal those darn pictures. Call your uncle. I'll I'll watch out. I'll watch out for you. Okay. So you you pick up the receiver. Yeah. And you hear the voice of the operator. Hello, operator. Yeah, give me the De Silvo uh, Silvo House, please. Will ya? Hello. Who? De Silvo. Give me the De Silvo House. Is that in which dimension? What do you mean, what dimension? <laughs> we're, oh, uh... No. We're, Did you just we're say dimension? <laughs> dimension? I don't know what this person's talking about. What do you mean? You know, the DeSilvo family. Everybody knows the DeSilvo family. Give me the DeSilvo family. Uh, I, 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 I see here in my direct, directory, they're in, they're in Arkham, right? 
Is that is that is that the Silvos? Arkham. Yeah, that's where this call's coming from. Is this the, the Arkham de Silvos or a different de Silvos? Okay, yeah, I'm calling from Arkham. You know, that's a perfectly normal thing to do. And I want to talk to the de Silvo family, all right? Oh, okay. Uh, let me let me try to uh Oh. There's some there's some interference from the uh the the uh the, the storm. Yeah, the storm. It's Can you What storm? The the dimensional storm. It's it's stopping the the call. You can't the De Silvos are uh they're on the other side of the other dimension with the Yeah. Uh, can I leave a message? What? No, come here. Marion, no. come here. Come here. You ever heard of a dimension? I don't know what this broad is talking about. What? <laughs> okay. Oh. A dimension, it, it's, it's kind of like a county, but in bigger terms. The, the operator says. She's going to go over. She's scared. I'm scared. I'm okay. Anyways, um... <laughs> So she walks over and she gets the uh, phone, like, you know, Rachel said, do you hear this, whatever. She kind of puts the thing up to her and she's, you know, she hears her talk about dimensions. Um, Hands it back to Rachel. You know, I don't know what that even means. Also, we might need to ask the professor. You know what? It sounds like someone's making a joke. Okay, thank you for nothing. She hangs up the phone. <laughs> okay. After you've hung up, you hear a faint whisper. You're welcome. <laughs> what? Make a spot hidden check. All right. Oh my gosh. Both of y'all. I'm gonna. I'm out of here. Black dice Both here. Spot hidden. Oh, that's not good. Wow. <laughs> Mine's at 81. I only yeah. have 25. Oh. oh yeah. I'm spot awesome. Spot hidden 75, but I rolled a 61. Awesome. Oh boy. Yeah, girl. Man, your spot hidden rocks. We need that. Yes. <laughs> After that, you notice that the that the the phone line, which runs down off the table and into the wall, but it's been cut. Oh my god. <laughs> 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 I'm good. Uh, oh, this is what good. are you doing, Alice? And, and you notice a faint purple haze come off the, like you know where there'll be a sparks, but instead of sparks, you should just see like a little, like a little haze pop up after you hang up. Nope, Marion. No, nope. Marion. Do you see that over there? Yeah. Who are we talking to? Was that a ghost? Don't tell me it's a ghost. Was it a ghost? No, don't tell me. Listen, Rachel. I don't. I don't think we need to be in this room anymore. No, and let's she's go back. Snap let's go back to the others the... right now, okay? Yeah. Okay. And she, we're gonna like get out of there. Post haste, as the professor says. Post haste. <laughs> okay. So as you leave, uh, Lurch, the butler, just kind of leads you back to the room. Hey, so Lurch, you use that telephone sometimes? I don't have anyone to call. Oh, that's sad. Heartbreaks. <laughs> <laughs> what about uh, Professor Von Berenson? I mean, Baron Von Berenson. He uses the phone sometimes? Uh, when he visits sometimes. Oh, so he'd been here before? Not often, but yes. Hmm. Hey, Lord, you got any secret passageways in this no. house here? No. Well, that would be a secret. <laughs> Oh, let's get back to the others, yeah. Marion, okay? I'm okay with that. 
You see, Marion is walking very fast. <laughs> uh, you arrive to find the others in the lab. What are the others doing? Rummaging We've around been looking, looking at this book. Yeah, I've been I've been flipping through this book more and more, trying to find something that sticks out. Lily, yes, Lily, <clears throat> Professor, come here. <laughs> you okay? Are you okay? Are you all right? Okay. So listen, there's something wrong with this house, and I don't do creepy. Okay. What do you mean wrong with this house? What happened? No, there's something wrong. She all listen. Right. She is making a phone call, and and the woman was talking about dimensions. 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 And the phone wasn't even plugged up. Yeah, I'm sorry about the wood, Paul. I mean, William. Yeah. I'm sorry about that. There, maybe it moved. I don't know. All we know is the phone was not plugged in. Okay, so you're saying that you spoke with someone, and they spoke about dimensions. Yeah, they, and the phone was unplugged. But the line was cut. You understand, Professor? There was nobody. Like, we were talking to somebody, but the the line was cut, all right? Are you sure it wasn't in your imagination? I took a picture. No. I took a picture. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to have to go get it developed in the red room. But I took a picture. Yeah. No, I'm not doing that. So (laughs) can I roll, like, psychology to see if I think that they're in their right minds here? Yeah, roll a psychology. I'm about to put my new dice in jail. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I rolled a 90. I have a 50, so. Yeah. You think we're you crazy. You actually go mad yourself. Oh, no. Uh, oh, that's bad. <laughs> no, you you don't know their psychological state. You're just like, oh, what? Well, well, so one thing is certain, whether whether you were able to, I don't. Oh, okay, dimensions. What, what exactly did this alleged person say about dimensions? She said it was like a town, but bigger. Like, what does that even mean? Okay. But what was the context? Why were you speaking of dimensions? I asked to talk to, uh, <clears throat> she looks over at Lily, uh, the DeSilvo family, you know, the perfectly legitimate family that uh, owns a lot of property around here. Yes, you've made it very clear they're perfectly legitimate business people. <laughs> <clears throat> Anyways. Lily just rolls her eyes. <laughs> Anyways, they're perfectly legitimate. My uncle... You know, he's always mm. watched out for me. He knows everything that happens in this town. And? And they said he was in a different dimension. Well, that can't I, be I heard good. Her say it. That can't be good at all. No. But the, like, why, how, how, I think it's ghosts. Because, you know, like, how could I be talking to somebody, but nobody, like, the line be cut? You know what I'm saying? I'm not one to believe in all of this, but this sounds very suspicious. Or it's like a joke, you know? Do I still have the, uh, the tentacle... The wood tentacle? Uh, it burrowed into your arm. <laughs> oh, please. Oh, my. <laughs> please don't. You, st- <laughs> you still have it. Yes. So I'm looking at it again. I'm trying to decide whether or not to take it with me. I don't know. I don't know what to do. Is there like a bottle or something I could stick it in and cork it? Yes, there, there are plenty of bottles, some with fluids and uh, goopies and some without. I'm going to go with no fluid. Okay. I'm going to go with an empty bottle and cork. I want to slide this uh, wooden tentacle into it and then stick it into my breast, not my breast pocket, but my side pocket on my uh, blazer. I um, grab my cane, uh, which I leaned against the table when we walked in. I say, perhaps we should carry on. Uh, there was talk of a library. Am I correct? I say to Lurch, uh, the, the butler. Yes, the library is down the hall near here. 
for easy access to tomes. I see. Well, uh, we found this very interesting notebook. We couldn't make heads or tails of it. Perhaps, perhaps you could. Um, uh, Marion, you seem to be quite literate. Would you like to take a look at the journal while we make our way toward the library? Sure, sure, sure. I'll pass her the journal and uh, motion for the butler to lead the way. So I'm going to check out the journal. The butler leads the way. Okay. So as you're uh, looking through the journal, you can make a... Make an education check. That's what I should have done. Oh, there you go. You got a 19? Got a 19. That's good. Out of 60. Woo! Oh, so that... Is that a hard success? Um, That's a hard success, yeah. Okay, so you are confident that in all of your education and having gone to journalism school, you had a decent education. You have never seen symbols or equations or anything remotely like this. You think this is nonsensical. Uh, you can also make an intelligence check to see if uh, to see if you can put anything together and notice any connections. So I got an 8 out of 80. Wow. That's for intelligence. What? I'm very intelligent, even though I'm scared half to death. Yeah. Yeah, I would say that with that, you you kind of it's like you stare at it oh, no. and it's like it's drawing you in like you Oh, that's good. You see you know the uh, oh, you know gosh. the meme where Zach Galifianakis is looking and there's all kinds of equations going around his head? Yeah. Uh, that's happening to you right now. You're like Oh, wait a minute. I see. And this, this symbol's here. It's repeated there. And it's usually accompanied by this symbol. And there's a line drawn from this one to that one. And it's like you're, you're so enraptured by this. Like, it's like you can, you keep drawing these connections and you keep getting deeper and deeper, but you never find any meaning in it. You just notice patterns and patterns. And the patterns seem to just keep going deeper and deeper and make a sanity check. Oh, boy. Oh, no. I got a 41 out of 60. Okay, so you pass. You sort of snap out of it. And you think, you don't lose any sanity points. You think, woo, there's there's definitely some method to this madness. But it does seem to be madness. Okay, this journal's nuts. (laughs) (laughs) That's one way to put it. Uh, There you go. It's a great interpretation of us. <laughs> Do you think someone's just messing with us? Like, this is weird, right? It's not just me, right? It could be. It's very weird. It's quite quite possible that this is all some sort of ruse. I'm not sure why they would bring me here all the way from Oxford for a ruse. But do, you, do any of you have any enemies that might be seeking to, to harm you or to fool you in such a way? Marion just looks at Rachel. It's like just waiting for her to spill. Uh, no, I mean, no. No, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, no, no, no enemies. She looks over at uh, Lily. I, uh, I'm a upstanding member of the community, you know? No enemies over here. I usually get quite a handful of people that dislike me, mostly because I'm trying to, you know, put them in prison for wrongdoings. Can't imagine why anybody would hold that against you, Lily. I do have some <laughs> academic rivals, but no one, no one in Arkham. I don't know. Let's, let's continue to the library. After all, it is our goal mm-hmm. to discover what happened to 
Mr. Uncle Von Berenson, who, by the way, signed this notebook as Uncle Von Berenson. It would seem that perhaps that is his real name. Uh, just so you know, you don't you don't need to open this notebook. This, or, let's just, it. I'm gonna hold it. All right. It's, let's go. Are, are you okay, Marion? Yeah. What? Like you're acting kind of squirrely. No, I've I've seen things. This notebook. Anything you want to talk about? If I could talk about it, I would. That's what's scary. I can't put it into words. So let's go to the library. You see her wipe a tear. As as we're approaching the library, (laughs) if possible, I'd like to roll a listen check just to. I'm I'm really trying to tune my ears to this place, especially since the weird, freaky noise that Lurch made. Just, (laughs) just trying to so that I can catch something before it catches us, possibly. Okay, roll a listen check. I can also listen. Okay, that is a sixty-eight out of seventy. Oh, sick. I didn't know you had a good listen. You hear the footfalls of the butler as he lumbers. Mm. You hear the sound of the wind outside, cheery branches shaking. And as you sort of pause, slow down, and tune in your hearing, in the distance you hear the faint call, the call of Cthulhu. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no. Uh, so that's our intro. <laughs> yes, it only took us an hour and ten minutes to get there. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, you, you, you had me. You, you, <laughs> I saw I you enraptured. Like... You had me. <laughs> As you listen, you, you don't hear anything out of the ordinary. It sounds like a normal corridor in a normal mansion in a normal woods-ish. Okay. Just keeping my ear out. I'm looking for, like, hidden panels. Being a... uh, Upstanding citizen. Upstanding citizen. I'm very familiar (laughs) with. You know, sometimes you need to uh, stay out of the Mm. public eye. Roll a spot hidden. All right. Here we go. (laughs) I love these dice. Oh, my. 18. Math. Uh, (laughs) Math is hard. I don't think it's, it's quite extreme. No. It's more radical. Yeah, it's radical. It's but it's a hard success though. Yeah, extreme would be fifteen, so you're almost there. Mm. Yeah. So as you're as you're walking, you you're searching for hidden panels in the wall, in the floor, in the ceiling, and you do notice as you're going down the hallway what looks like a sort of uh, outline in the wall where it looks like almost like something had been cut out and then put back in, and then paint it over. Hey, guys, guys, hang, hang back, hang back. Hey, Lurch, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll be there in just a second. Look at this. What are we looking at here? I mean, look at the wall. Can't you see it? It's uh, it's just like at my uncle's place. I mean, uh, <clears throat> I think there's a hidden door here. Lily knocks on the wall to see if it sounds hollow. It does. Oh, my. Huh. Start feeling for little trips and like buttons. Okay. So, uh, as you're feeling around, you do find a place in the wall that gives just a little. And when you press it, the panel opens up like a door. It's about two feet by two feet, uh, up at eye, eye level. And inside is a little cubby and inside the cubby is a jar. 
and it's full of hearts. And if you look closer, those hearts have worms coming out of the ventricles. No! No! Sick! No! Uh, (laughs) Rachel just starts stepping back. What have you found? Oh. Nothing? I don't know what that is. That's disgusting. Um. What's going on? Marion goes up and takes a picture of it. (laughs) Good, 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 good. So we don't have to actually take it. The butler is suddenly behind you. Oh. <laughs> oh, you found some hearts. Those have been missing for a while. Thank you. And he takes the jar and puts it in his suit pocket. Perfect place for hearts. Whoa, whoa, Lurch, what are you doing with hearts? <laughs> <laughs> They're the master's hearts. He... He took them from specimens, and what? sometimes he puts them in in the wall so that the wall can... Eat them? I don't understand his science. Oh, no. He's feeding the science. house. Science. Yes. You say specimens. I'm, I'm wondering about the master's mental capacity at this point. He took them from specimens. You know what that means? What sort of specimens? Oh, you know, the things he finds in the woods. What? <laughs> I... As long as it ain't people. No. Nope. <laughs> I'm out. Oh, no. These, these hearts are too small to be people hearts, except one which is very large and too large to be a people heart. Sweet. Oh, gosh. So the hearts range in size from three sizes too small to the proper <laughs> Grinch size. I see. Uh, oh lead, lead on, lead on, good man. Uh, lead on. You think you might hear some... Are you kidding me? Uh, all of us? No. Or just no. me? All of us here? But it's sporadic. <coughs> all, all of y'all who saw the hearts, every so often you feel like you hear a... Bum, bum. Oh, my oh no. God. I think we should get out of here. I think we should just leave. You know what? Let Mr. Baron find his own uncle. We should just leave. We should have discussed if we were getting paid or not for this. That's a very good point that you make, my dear. It certainly would have been wise. We were promised payment in the letter, so I assume we are. Oh. Uh, I don't think this is worth the money, you guys, you know? I, you know what? I can get you guys hooked up. You know, I know lots of ways that you can make lots of money. You don't need to uh, be dealing with wormy hearts. Legitimate business. A legitimate ways? Oh, yeah. Totally above the board. No, nothing out of the place. I was, nope, everything's good. Completely skeptical. I, I will say, this story could be a big deal for me. So, let's stick with it. Really? Yeah. This, this could be my big break. I've took enough pictures, wrote enough things down. Well, none of us are beholden to remain within these walls. If you feel so inclined as to leave, Rachel, you will... Well, I can't leave you guys here. You're a bunch of nerds. Well, except for you, Lily. Debatable. <laughs> <laughs> well, <clears throat> um... Wait, what, if, what if Lurch decides to go all murder on you? No offense, Lurch. None taken. Well, thankfully, there's four of us and one of him, if that was to happen. I don't know. That's true, but he is quite large. Uh, I can I can handle myself in a, in a small scuffle, but... Uh, Lurch, 
It doesn't seem like too much of a threat, at least not to me. Did you... Did you not hear what he said earlier? I wrote it down. She gets her notebook out and goes back <laughs> to the part where he screamed, and it's like. <laughs> oh, well, we heard something it. like that. We certainly heard it. We heard it. We heard it. Don't we worry. We heard it, but okay. It was. And he's sure. carrying hearts in his pocket. All right. Well, that we he put the warmy hearts into his jacket. Point taken. Point taken. Yes. Are we continuing to the library or? Or should we escort yes. you to the door, Rachel? No, I, I'm going with you guys. I ain't scared of no ghosts. Okay, let's keep <laughs> heading to the library then. Uh, let's and, do this. And Lurch sa- just says, Of course you can try to leave if you won't. I won't stop you. The keyword there was try. What? The word is a bit concerning, yes. You said try. <laughs> that doesn't sound good, guys. So, are we... Are we not allowed to leave at our own discretion. Oh, you're certainly allowed. We will not try to stop you, but but I just warn you the storm, the storm. What, what storm? storm? You know the storm. It's coming. It's here. Well, that's what the lady said on the phone. I don't think there was any rain in the forecast. She said that uh, they couldn't get out of the dimension because of the storm. Right, right. You, it. Keeps the roads from making it back to the place. Ladies, I'm afraid we may be in some trouble. Um, it's quite unfortunate. Let's continue to the library, shall we? Okay, I'll just go with you guys. I'm not going anywhere else. Lily pats Rachel on the back. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, you don't Marianne. go nowhere, all right? <laughs> Marion like pats down where she put that journal. She doesn't get it out, but she like pats to make sure it's still there. And then she just keeps on walking with them. There's a jar of hearts there. No. Oh my god. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> There's not. No. No. As we're moving back down the hall, uh, I kind of slyly check my blade on my cane, just kind of pull the little brass turtle, twist and pull just to make sure it's still attached. It's there. And also I check the bottle in my pocket. Yeah, it's there. And the wooden tentacles inside of it. It is. I stare at it. Is it moving? You never see it move. You only ever feel it move so far. Does it feel like it's moving? Oh my gosh, it's a weeping angel. <laughs> when you look at it, don't move. No. I, I drop it back no. into my pocket. I'd be out. <laughs> okay. As the butler leads you down the hall, he opens a door, gestures in, and you see the biggest library you think any of you have ever seen before, except okay. perhaps the professor having come from Oxford. Mm. Uh, but even he is impressed at a personal collection of this size. My God. Shelves, high, like, seems like this room itself goes three stories high. And the paths through the shelves, it's very circuitous and labyrinthine. And there are cozy little nooks here and there with tables and chairs for study and just books on books on books. And you know those ladders that go up and they slide on the thing? Those are there. And typical library things. It's very ornate and very fancy. Some of these tomes and books look aged and dusty, and others look brand new. It's it's eclectic. Library check. Okay, make a library check. It's a 16. Yes, 16 out of 70. So not What's, quite an extreme Is it the success. library use? I was thinking about rolling one of those. Okay, you may roll one as well. The professor, he is adept at the use of libraries and manages to 
use this one quite well. He uh, notices it's not Dewey Decimal. It's not whatever that other one is. Library of Congress, that's it. <laughs> he notices there's no real organization to his eye. Mm. It seems like there's something there, but nothing he can suss out. But at the same time, he's like, okay, I'm in my element. You know, you see everything there from uh, Mark Twain and Edgar Allan Poe to the bard himself, Shakespeare, to more Latin and more of those weird languages. And they're all just kind of mixed in together. There's not like a fiction section and a mystery section and a Latin section. It's like, you know, you'll see all Shakespeare's works like repeated like one shelf that's just like all of his works over and over again. And then you'll see another one. It's like a bunch of Latin, but then randomly uh, Moby Dick is in there in the middle of all the Latin. Okay. My role was bad. I got a 98 and I have a 40. So Oof. real bad. You forgot how to read. <laughs> I'm looking specifically for any tomes that might be connected in any way to the occult or to dimensions or dimensional storms or uh, tentacle monsters. Okay, so you you do after while perusing, you know, it takes maybe half an hour Mm. of poking around. You find a book in Latin and you translate the title. Okay. Uh, You've got a 50, so I think that's for this case, it's, it's not difficult Latin. So that's I'll just say it's an automatic success for that. The title of this book is the occult, dimensions, dimensional storms, and tentacles. <laughs> wow. Uh, Very specific. Very. What do you want to find out from this book? Okay. So I'm looking for specifically um, like rituals to open a door to another dimension. Okay. You don't say anything like that. Okay. It's more about like X, Y, and Z axis. You see that a lot. You see time references a dimension, which is a novel idea for the for the time. You see the idea of manifolds, and you're like, what's a manifold? And Because that doesn't look like you have physics or anything like that. You see the idea of ripples in a manifold caused by dimensional storms. And the sometimes the shape of these manifolds has this like tentacle look to it and it shows how sometimes there's these manifolds that fold in on themselves and then they collide and then after that it's just like blotted out ink like you can't tell if that's a mistake or what and that that's sort of the the gist of what you can figure out. There's nothing about like rituals. It, it all seems very sci- weirdly scientific. Okay. The, te- the tentacles do seem out of place, but <laughs> you, you, you kind of think like it's similar to how like they call different uh, things in physics after other things that are similar. Uh, so it's like more about the shape than anything, not like physical squid tentacles. Okay. What's everyone else doing? I'm looking to see if there's anything in this room that's going to jump us. Yeah, I'm just kind of examining the room. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Make a spot hidden check. Okay. Okay, 15. Awesome. I got an 8. Wow. Ooh, I think that is an extreme success. Yeah. Okay, so you got a hard, you got a extreme. So as you're looking around for something to jump us, 
The bookshelves are sort of circuitous and labyrinthine. Like, there's lots of nooks for stuff to pop out. So you're, like, checking all the nooks, checking all the crannies, checking up high on top of the shelves. And you round a corner. Oh, boy. And you see motion. Oh, gosh. Don't know. I pull out my gun right away. <laughs> Lily does the same. You've got your, you both got some guns out. Do you follow the motion around the corner? No, I just say, hey, guys, there's something else in here with us. Lily tries to sneakily peek around. Oh, I've got stealth. Hey, you come out of there. There's no hiding in here. Come on out. <laughs> we won't hurt you much. There ain't no hiding for me either. That is a 92. <laughs> Ooh, no. Okay, so I have a pretty good stealth. I can try to sneaky sneak around. You have a shotgun handy? <laughs> you can try to sneak should have brought my shotgun. Uh, it's not really, like, attacking. I want to see mm-hmm. what it is without it seeing me. Okay, so uh, make a stealth check. So my goal is to walk around the bookshelf. Oh, 37 out of 60. Okay. Ooh. Okay. You do manage to sneak around, and as you do, you do sneak a peek, and... Suddenly, y'all hear the sound of a ladder, one of those ladders on the little slotty mm-hmm. things sliding. Mm-hmm. And it slides around the corner, and there is someone near the top. She leaps off, and it's a woman with, uh, she's dressed nice and formally, but kind of eclectically. Like, really, it looks like, you know, like kind of beige, kind of bland colors, but every but the pattern is just really strange. Very, uh, You've never seen a pattern quite like it on the clothing. She has uh, shoulder-length brown hair, and she's holding something in her hand. As she leaps off the ladder, it's very high. Y'all are somewhat alarmed. She pops an umbrella and floats down and lands in front of you. Oh, sweet. Sweet. Hey, it's the doctor. Did anybody else just see that? I think we all saw it. And she says, hello. Oh my gosh, it's Mary Poppins. Whoa, whoa, who are you? Who are you? I'm the librarian. Oh gosh. Well, hello there. Um, my name is Professor William Greenwald. Uh, we have been tasked with uh, locating the, um, the currently missing owner of this mansion, this estate, Mr... Uncle Von Berenson? Oh, yes, Uncle. He uh, has been missing of late, I've heard. Yes, that's why we are here. We've come across a number of slightly disturbing things, and we we ventured here to the library to, to not only peruse the, if I might say, uh, deep and wonderful collection of knowledge that you've gathered here, uh, my lady. Yes, this is quite... The collection, I am rather blessed to work here among such ancient and modern tomes of knowledge. We've encountered some some strange things, you might say, in our time within the... Worms and hearts. I mean, you know. Yes. Weird stuff. And then the telephone line and the... Sorry, Professor, you go ahead. Uh, as my companion has so astutely stated... We've encountered many strange things, including this. And he pulls a, the jar with the wooden tentacle from his pocket. Yeah, so, ah, uh, ooh, nice. Have you seen anything like this? Nice. She uh, <laughs> says, follow me, and sort of 
She walks in a way that's almost like a, not quite a skip. It's not childlike, but it's it's sort of whimsical, sort of okay. almost dancish, and leads you very quickly. She's moving at a pace, so you have to you have to keep up. Round corners, round bookshelves, and finally you come into a. Do y'all follow? First of all, I'm following. Yes. Yeah. I am following, but looking around. Mm. I'm following pretty close in the middle. Okay, so she uh, tucks the umbrella under her arm, and it's closed, of course, this time, and says, and kind of like, she's wearing gloves, like, you know, the kind of gloves they wore back in those days. She she claps her hands and says, behold, and you see, you're in like a, it's almost like a room within the library, but it's, it's really just like the bookshelf sort of, they go like, like there's a entryway and then they kind of go around like that right and then there's a little alcove in the uh bookshelf with a wooden carving of a tentacle thing it's just like this mass of tentacles and one of the tips of the tentacles is broken off and singed on the edge and she said, this went missing last night, and whenever we found it in the atrium, weirdly far from here, we don't know how it got there, it was, the little piece was broke off. You say you found this where? It was up underneath one of the tables in the laboratory. It, it appears to have been a part of some sort of explosion. That also is nowhere near the atrium. Nowhere else in the mansion is actually near the atrium, now that I think about it. In any case, that's quite a find. Well, somewhere in the mansion has to be close. Marion's going to take a picture of the thing on the wall. Okay. It's even spookier. Spookiest so far. Did it move when she flashed it with the camera? No. This is quite strange, and if I'm being completely honest, uh, Miss Librarian, this tentacle seems to... It's At times it... It's, this is going to sound quite strange, but... At times, it almost seems to move. Oh, yes. Yes, that's that's not strange. That's What else would a tentacle do but move? But it's made of but wood. But it's wood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes, it's, it's, it's made... Wood don't move. Ah, uh, some wood does. It's uh, made from this, uh, the master's own carving craft. The master. Yeah, the uncle you've been calling him. Uncle. So is his first name Uncle. Like, we are... We would all really like to know. We don't know what's going on. Yes, we would love to know if this is... He signed his name Uncle... What was it? Von Berenson? Uncle Von Berenson. Yeah. I've never seen his birth certificate, but that is what he wants us to call him. Rather, it's not so much he wants us to. It's just sort of, you know, he's very uncle-like in his demeanor, so we call him the uncle. So you're telling me that it is totally normal for this wooden tentacle to move around? Well, only only while you're holding it and not looking. Not, not, of course, while you're looking at it. Where exactly are we? We're in the library. But what dimension? Oh, uh, X-327B. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't think we're in Kansas anymore. This is supposed to be Massachusetts. It's Arkham. We're not in Arkham anymore. Regardless. Well, yeah, that's that's the Massachusetts dimension. Oh, so we're... <laughs> Excuse me. Well, I said B, not A. I don't know what to say to that. Most people don't. Could I see that... Tentacle, Professor. I hand her the jar. Hmm. Okay. Don't touch it, Marion. I'm, I'm not. Don't touch I'm it. Not, it's weird. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna touch it. 
And she's going to walk over close to the thing on the wall. I'm not, I'm not going to touch it. And she... I'm, I'm going <laughs> to... No, you don't touch it. So she wants to kind of look at it and also look at the piece on the wall that's kind of missing to see if she... I don't know, see if it looks like it would fit. She wants to put it there real bad. Like well, that's- as you approach, <laughs> you notice it moves not in a writhing tentacly way, but in a, it's like just kind of wobbling, almost like if you've got a magnet near something and mm. it's trying to attract it mm-hmm. as you get closer. It's sort of like it's drawing within the bottle towards where the tentacle is missing. Okay. So- I'll take off my glasses. So she's going to hold it up like so everybody could see it. And she's going to take the cork off the top of the bottle. Okay. <laughs> Don't do it, Marion. It's too late. It. It's already been set. So she takes it off the top of the bottle. Don't do it. In front of everybody. It starts sort of going, like, rattling around inside the jar even more violently. I don't like that. I don't like this at all. Oh, dear. We have to see you. She's kind of getting braver as she goes. Do we? Because it's like she's stuck in this place, and she wants to know what's going on. So she's probably going to... She's really good. Are you reaching your hand inside that bottle? Mary is taking a few steps back. She sticks her hand in the bottle. Oh, my dear Lord God, she stuck her hand in the bottle. Is my hand get stuck? No, no. Please don't let my hand get stuck. (laughs) Your hand's safe. So she's going to reach in and grab that little piece of... With your naked hand? It's too late. <laughs> it's You've a naked hand, so yes, yes, I guess. This is a closed hand, and this is a naked hand. She just pulls it out and and kind of looks over at the professor. As you do, you notice both the singed end of the broken tentacle and the singed end of the broken one on the, on the little carving starts having just faint purple mist, almost like smoke. Oh, boy. Wafting off of it. Oh my gosh, we saw that. Oh my. What is Does Rachel see that? Everybody sees it. It's very it's very obvious. Don't do it. This is entirely unsettling. Put the cork back on. Don't touch it. This is the same kind of smoke that was around the cut phone cord. What is happening? So she's gonna keep oh my God. holding it closer. What if something happens when we put it together? As you do, it eventually just flies out of your hand and attaches. Yes. Oh, no. And it looks like it was never severed. I die. And the podium upon which the statue is sitting lowers into the ground, and then a panel slides over it. And suddenly, it's like that little nook is bigger than you remember. You don't remember it growing bigger. It just suddenly is bigger. And it's always been bigger, except it hasn't. And there is a sort of protruding that kind of pops forward over top of where the podium once stood. It's like a stone lid, almost like what would be on top of a sarcophagus. Marion, what you do? Listen, what you do? There Marian? was a. It made sense. <clears throat> Miss Librarian, if if I may, what in all of creation is this? Well, I would back away. Lily immediately steps uh, back. Marion backs away. <laughs> oh, crap. Oh. <laughs> like, right back. Oh, my. Back away. Uh, Rachel reaches out and, like, kind of grabs Marion and, like, drags her back. <laughs> I back away. 
take the small child with us. <laughs> As you do, the the stone lid falls forward. <laughs> Holy crap, I draw my knife from my cane. Yeah, I got my gun out. Lily still has not put her gun up. Yeah, no, she's got it pointed at the thing now. Marion just takes a picture. <laughs> When that happens, oh crap! There is inside a. It's tall, taller than the butler even. Oh. It is this huge human-like shape, gray skin, skin like the color of old, desiccated, dried, like rot, and it seems like it's the shape of a human, but it it seems like it's swollen. Like, Mm. everything seems out of proportion, just larger than it should be. And its fingers are sort of like, its hand is almost like a mitten, just kind of like, you can kind of see that there's fingers, but everything's just kind of like disproportionate. And it opens its eyes, and its eyes are sunk in very deeply. They're very dark. It opens its mouth, and the teeth are just kind of, they're too small. They're not the right size. And... It, its tongue kind of lurches out and it's like it's opening its mouth for the first time in a long time and it sort of struggles forward it takes a step and then it takes another step and then it takes like it's it's almost like it's pulling against something it's weird it's like its body it's too big it's almost like it's wearing a suit of some sort like a something packed inside of it and as it's moving it's pulling against something behind it it's stepping forward and every, everyone's a struggle. And it's like the, the little alcove y'all are in. It seems like it's getting bigger, but you're not sure really what's happening. It's like the the dimensions of the place are just very odd to you. And it steps forward again, and it steps forward again, and it steps forward again. And each time, it's almost like it's getting smaller as it steps forward as well. It's And you see something writhing under its skin. Oh my gosh. Oh. As it gets further... From that little sarcophagus it was in, you notice taut behind it, between the back of the sarcophagus and its head, is a long, wet, red, dripping tendril of some sort. Oh my god. And as it steps, it's pulling it out of itself, out of the back of its head. Oh gosh! And you notice its skin. The reason it looks so big is because it's just packed full of whatever this is. And as it's pulling, it's coming out, and its skin's getting smaller and smaller, and it's, like, kind of baggy around it. And it's just still stepping towards y'all. No, So she's going to hold it up like so everybody could see it. And she's going to take the cork off the top of the bottle. Okay. <laughs> don't do it, Marion. It's too late. It. It's already been said. So she takes it off it. the top of the bottle in front of everybody. You hear a voice. What has been corked will be uncorked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. Yes. Alan. Did you do this whole campaign just so you can say that? <laughs> just to say that. Yes. It was all no, centered around man. that. No, the bottle was all Paul. He he asked for the bottle. It was me. I did it. You guys planned it. Yes. Mm-hmm. I texted him. I said, Paul, make sure you include a corked bottle. <laughs> Please.